Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Looks like our buddy Lou Elizondo is going to make some big bucks off what he knows about UFOs. Uh, he signed a new book deal. And uh, there's more information he's going to share with us, you know, but he's going to wait. We're gonna, we have to wait till this book comes out to find out. I don't know if I like that, but, you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, here's an article that appeared on September 13th in the Hollywood Reporter with the headline, Former Pentagon UFO Official Louise Elizondo to Reveal Shocking Details in New Book. The former head of the United States government's secretive UFO program will pen a book for HarperCollins that includes profound, quote, profound implications for humanity. Okay, now we'll read some of these, just a couple of segments here, just to give you an idea of what's going on. Luis Elizondo, who headed the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program's effort to study UFOs around the world, has signed a book deal with William Morrow, an imprint of HarperCollins, after a competitive bidding war for the United States publishing rights. The memoir, quote, promises to reveal shocking never-before-shared details regarding what Elizondo has learned about UFOs and the profound implications for humanity, all of which will escalate what is already a hot topic globally. And then later on, uh, it's, uh, there's a, here's a statement from Elizondo. The American people now know a small portion of what I and my colleagues in the Pentagon have been privy to, that these UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or what everybody else in the entire planet calls UFOs or Unidentified Flying Objects, I'm just throwing that part in there, are not secret United States technology, that they do not seem to belong to any known allies or adversaries, and that our intelligence services have yet to identify a terrestrial explanation for these extraordinary vehicles. This conversation is only just beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It is only just beginning because the government decided that, okay, we're just going to release this piecemeal and we're not going to, you know, you know we're not going to show all our cards to the uh, public all at once here. So they're going to piecemeal it out. Now, <laughs> I, I don't understand. If, if he has something more to share, I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see any problem. You know, okay, you want to write a book about something, that's fine. But if you have some more information to share, why not share it right now? Why do we all have to wait till this book comes out? Uh, we're talking about the biggest story of all time. And apparently Lou Elizondo is going to cash in big time on this. And that's fine. That's fine because he was working for the government. I guess, you know, he could give us some insight on it. But if he has more information that, uh, quote, uh, if, if this memoir, quote, promises to reveal shocking never before shared details uh, regarding what he learned uh, about the UFOs and the profound profound implications for humanity, uh, <laughs> all of which is promised to escalate quote, quote escalate what is already a hot topic globally. How about uh, let's let's talk about that now? I mean, I know you know what what you know while the while the iron's hot, you know 
I mean, that's a little bit troubling to me. I mean, I don't know why you want to wait if you have more stuff to share and you're going to share it in a book. Now, I've seen him in some interviews in the past couple of months where he was saying he can't really say much more or he'd be in trouble. But now he's saying, okay, but he's going to say it in the book, though. He's going to say it in the book, though. That's okay to say it in the book. Come on, Lou. (laughs) What are you doing, man? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, hey, let's let's. I I think a, a memoir would be great. It's going to be great. But if there's something that's more that you have that you, that you're holding in your back pocket that's earth shattering, how about uh, you know sharing that right now instead of keeping the whole world in suspense? Um, this this is this is something at all. You know, this is if there's information that you have that you're able to share, and but you're going to hold off until this book comes out. Uh, you know that's not fair to the to the world. That's not fair to to the human race, actually, and as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure that there's some people who probably out there who think that maybe I'm uh, a little bit too harsh or jump into conclusions or you know it's I, I'm being unfair. I don't think this is being unfair at all. I mean, you know, Lou Elizondo is one of the people. I mean, I mean he's the he's the key man in this whole uh, Pentagon. Uh, you know, talk Pentagon saying that, yeah, this, you know, admitting that there are things out there we can't understand. I mean, he's 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 the 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 main guy here. I mean, he's the one who pretty much started this thing, ball rolling. So now he's gonna he has more information to share. But we gotta wait for this new book, which, by the way, of, of course there was of course there was a bidding war for it. So you know, there's big big dollars, millions and millions of dollars involved here. He's gonna make a fortune off this, and again, that's fine. I have no problem with you know if he's gonna you know share you know tell us how you know I, I you know get deeper into the story. But if there's some other information that you have here that's gonna shock the world even further than it's already been shocked, I think it needs to be shared now rather than you know I'm gonna hold on to this. I'll keep this one in my back pocket, you know, and cash in on. It. That's what it seems. That's what it looks like to me. It gives the appearance of you're you're just you're just in this for the dull. Um. I, I just think that's wrong. I, I I mean, if there's something that you you can share that you know that the, the you know you're not going to get uh, uh, arrested for by the by the federal government and and thrown in in Guantanamo, uh, then why not share it right now? You know why wait? Why do we all have to wait for the book? Uh, you know, yeah, the book is fine. Come out with the book later on. You know, sh- you know, tell us all the memoirs. Give us some of the, you know, how does he, how, you know, give us the full story. But how about give us a little piece of this right now? If there's something else that you got uh, that's going to have profound implications for humanity, and you're sitting on it, and you're sitting on it for a book deal. Wow, wow, boy, 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 you have. I mean, that that puts you up there on a pedestal, man. I just don't agree with that whatsoever, and I think anybody who's interested in the subject of UFOs and extraterrestrials, and uh, they're going to be a little bit upset about this too. I mean, you know, some people who don't really know, don't really care. I mean, you know, you know, to them, you know, I'm sure it doesn't really matter. But uh, to people who, you know, like me, uh, who believe that uh, this is something that you know the lid needed to be torn off of this, you know, decades ago. Uh, this is very upsetting. It's very upsetting. I mean, it means you're sitting on something, something that you learned as a, as a, you were getting paid with taxpayer dollars when you learned this, this information and you're going to keep it. I mean, basically we, the, the United States taxpayers were paying you to do the job that you were doing. And, and now you're out of that job and you're going to hold out and then you're going to, uh, make them pay more money to get all, you know, to get this, 
uh, pro, you know, this new incredible information that you're you're sitting on that you're going to hold on to a book. I mean, that's just not right. That's not right. You know, what do you know? What do you know? And let's, let's know right now. You know, you can get into the minutia and you save the minutia for the book, but give us the big stuff right now. Give us the headline. What's the profound implications for humanity that you're talking about here? That's what I like to know. I mean, again, I, I think there, I, I, to me, this, this definitely, most definitely does not sit well. And I'm sure for a lot of people out there, a lot of people who have been following this, a lot of people who have been, uh, you know, wanting the government to finally come clean on this for decades now, uh, it's not going to sit well with them either. Okay, moving on. If you know something about UFOs and extraterrestrial visitors and you're in a position that what you say is going to mean something, you need to say something. Um. You know, with you know, the, with I was just talking about uh, uh, Luis Elizondo talk. He's going to do a book deal, and he's holding back. He, apparently, he has some uh, new things to add to what he's already uh, talked about, already stated, and uh, but he's going to hold back. So, you know, and he's going to wait till the book comes out. I, now, I think that's not right. I'm, I already talked about that, but but here's the deal: if if you know something and you're in a position like he's in, like he's a, a, a former government employee that was actually in charge of this uh, this program that was looking at UFOs, and if you're someone like him, you know it's it's only right and it's only fair to make that information known because you know there are people out there, believe it or not, uh, who uh, still don't accept the reality that there are extraterrestrials coming to this planet and they are here on this planet and there is a presence, an extraterrestrial presence on this planet. Uh, I know that for, for some people out there, that's hard to believe. But when you have someone like Lou Elizondo come forward and say, yeah, I worked for the government and, uh, you know, yeah, we don't know what they are. And, and if you come out and just say, yeah, we think it's extraterrestrial, which nobody said that directly. You know, he hasn't said it, but they need to say that. That needs to be said because it's important. It's important that people know. The more people know, the better. Because I'll tell you why. You know, okay, I'm gonna, I, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. In 1994, August of 1994, I was on a fishing trip. Uh, it was a nighttime fishing trip, a spur of the moment thing. My one friend Scott called me up and asked me if he if I wanted to go to this place uh, near Hazleton, Pennsylvania. It was called Beach Mountain Lakes. It was a private uh, little community in the woods uh, next to a lake, and he wanted to fish at this pond on you know at this pond off the lake. And he said he got his his mom somehow knew someone there, and and she got per, she got permission for him to go there, and he really wanted to go fishing at this pond, night fishing. And he called me up in the afternoon. This this was a weekday, and uh, I said, yeah, I'll go. You know, so we we ended up going fishing. We showed there. It was getting you know starting to get. It was dusk, you know, and uh, you know, and you know, we we were fishing all night. We weren't catching it. We were at this pond, basically in the middle of nowhere. You know, in the you know. Uh, and in this private community, it was a gated community. He actually had a, you know, he, we had a stop at it. There was a security guard there when you're driving in, and uh, he talked to the security guard and told him how, you know, that he has permission to come here tonight, and he he gave a name. I get, I'm not, I don't know exactly what he said, but we got in. So then we drove back to this pond, and it was basically, you know, in the middle of nowhere in the woods, and uh, you know, we were fishing there for hours, 
and we weren't catching anything and it was but you know after a few hours it was pitch dark you know you're in the middle of nowhere it's pitch dark and then all of a sudden you know i turned around to get something out of the tackle box and i see uh behind me was uh i was sitting in front of the pond and behind me was this open field with a lot of high uh, tall grass and on the perimeter was was forest well actually an area where we, we, there was a road nearby where we in, in that forest we that's the direction from which we came in and anyway i saw all of a sudden when i turned around i saw these three giant bright lights like look like gigantic headlights like you know huge um and they were like lined up uh horizontally you know side you know just three lights in a row horizontally and they were behind they're lower than the trees uh, some of these trees that were behind me and I, I, I turned around, I saw this thing. It was coming from behind the tree. This thing was huge, whatever the object was. Right? It came out from behind the trees. And I said to Scott, I said, what's that? He turned around and saw it. He said, I don't know. And this thing was making absolutely no sound at all, right? And it was only about two and a half stories off the ground. And anyway, it came out from behind the trees to a clearing and then came across that field, above the field, like the, 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 the high grass, that small field, right to where our position was. And uh, and then when it got to us, it was only like maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 feet in front of me. I'm looking up at this thing, and it's only two and a half stories off the ground. Scott was closer to it. Actually, he was just about underneath it, and he had a flashlight, and he starts shining out underneath it. Now, at that, by this point, by 1994, I was, uh, because of an experience I had when I was a kid, I, I researched UFOs, I watched documentaries, I, I had started reading books at that time, and my first my my concern when this thing i mean basically it came close to us and then pretty much stopped in midair for like a few seconds and just hovered there and i was you know my first reaction was let's get the hell out of here that's why i said to sky let's get out of here right so we threw hurried up and threw everything into the back of the pickup truck and then we flew out of there and actually we, we and and as we're throwing the stuff in the pickup truck the things start moving in another direction like it came it, it, it came, it's hovered in front of us and then start moving backward in a in a different direction than from which which it came an opposite direction from which it came uh, or a, i guess a parallel uh position from which which it came in and started going toward where the forest was going over the trees very close to them and uh i mean it wasn't that high off the ground it was unbelievable i mean it was a tr- it was you know stunning well so anyway we get in the pickup truck and we're we you know we, you know we throw everything in we're driving trying to get out of there we're you know freak totally freaked out and we're driving through this dirt road and we had to stop because there was at least 20 at least 20 deer probably more we had to wait till they crossed the, the dirt road they were running away freaked out by something running away from the they were running away from where that thing had just was just flying you know where that thing was floating over the trees they were running away from it so they were the deer were freaked out so i remember we got out of there and uh you know we we drove to uh uh, we drove into Hazleton and we went to a coffee shop and we were both totally shocked. There was no talking for a while. Like after this happened, we just got to this coffee shop. We went in and I said, the first thing I said to this guy, I said, Scott, you know, that was a UFO. He's our, and for his first reaction was, oh, I'm not telling anybody. I'm not saying it. He did all eventually. He, he was just afraid of the stigma, but we did talk about it. You know, the different people, our friends and stuff over the years, especially me, of course, I'm, I'm really into this subject as you can plainly see. But uh, I guess what the point I'm making is, you know, if I say I had been totally ignorant on the subject of UFOs and just thought it was nonsense and didn't believe it, 
you know, I, I, I don't think I would have been as prepared for that situation as I was. I mean, I, that thing might have landed. I thought it was going to land. I, I, my, the, you know, the, when it got close to us like that, I thought it was going to land right in front of us. I, I, I thought the next thing was going to happen was that we were going to be getting, you know, forcibly dragged into this uh, craft and examined by, you know, gray aliens. That's what I, that's what I was imagining, and, and rightly so. Rightly so, because these things have happened, as we know. I mean, there's been people over the years, it's happened. I mean, if you look at just some of the famous cases, the Pascagoula case in 1973, two guys were fishing, happened to be fishing, you know, on, on a river in, in Pascagoula, Mississippi. And, you know, all of a sudden, this object just comes right up and lands right behind them, and uh, uh, a door opens up, and, the, and these three robot kind of creatures come uh, come out and drag them, just grab them, basically uh, uh, paralyze them somehow. They're, they're paralyzed, and then take them into the into the craft, and these other beings come in, and, or, you know, they, they get, uh, and, and they're, they're examined, you know, like they're, you know, animals. And then they get, and after it was all examination was over, these things just brought them back out and put, set them out where you know set them back where they were. And then of course Travis Walton, nineteen seventy five, a similar kind of thing. You know, you know, there's a, a flying saucer hovering hovering in a, in a forest and in, in, in the middle of the night, and he gets out of a truck with, with and there's six other guys in the truck and they're just watching this and he gets hit with some kind of a light beam and next thing you know he wakes up inside of a spacecraft and there's aliens hovering around him. That's the kind of stuff I would, by, by that point, by 1994, I, I, I had done enough research that I knew that what the possibilities were, what possibilities could, you know, were, were ahead here. So, you know, I think you're better off being prepared. <laughs> you know, you're better off knowing. I mean, if you, like, if there's a lot of people out there who don't believe uh, in this kind of thing, and then when something happens, they're going to be completely caught off. I mean, it, it already does happen. I mean, there's people out there, you hear, uh, there's a lot of cases where people say they never even thought about it. They thought it was crazy and, and uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials. They just thought, oh, that's that's not true. And then all of a sudden something happens to them. And then all of a sudden they become true believers. But the shock, the shock, you know, you know, at least like say if we would have got captured that night, I would have been like, okay, I, I, this is what, it, you know, this is something what I've, I, I expected. But I don't think anybody could, I think people, what they need, you know, if they knew, you know, if 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 our government was more forthcoming about this and and more truthful, then it takes the sting out of the uh, these incidents when they do happen. If they do happen, I mean, the chances are, you know, nothing's going to happen to you. You're never going to. Most people don't even see them. A lot of people don't see UFOs or, or see extra, uh, 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 better stated, flying saucers that are operated by extraterrestrials. Um, you know, UFOs could be anything, right? But some of them are. Some a percentage of of, de of them definitely are not from a, from not from of this world. Like that thing that that my friend and Scott and I saw in 9th, August of 1994 was certainly not of this world. In fact, I talked to Scott in recent months, and he's we, we talked about it again. I brought it up again, and he talked about it. And he's he, he's convinced that whatever that was was not of this world, and I am too. There's no way that we have technology that could do the things that this thing did i mean you had to you had to be there to understand but again i was more prepared for this at the time i mean even more so than scott scott was standing there with a flashlight i mean first thing i was thinking was, oh, there's a beam of light might come down and hit him and next thing you know 
uh, he, he, you know, we're both getting abducted or he's getting abducted or, you know, so I, I and examined. So, you know, I, I felt like, you know, you're better, better off being prepared. But imagine, imagine being completely unaware that this is a, is a reality. And all of a sudden something happens where you're, you know, you, you know, whether it's in your bed at night and they come for you and, and they, they, which happens to some people, uh, or, you know, you're out fishing, like, you know, and something happens or you know another fishing trip to talk about was uh, uh 1976 uh Allagash incident with those four uh four buddies that were abducted you know and didn't didn't remember it till like 12 years didn't realize exactly what happened until 12 years later when they all went under hypnosis they had lost time they saw so they all remember the UFO they saw uh, in the middle of nowhere, and then uh, twelve years goes by, and they all start having, you know, some of them have start having nightmares, and they remembered all of them actually start having kind of dreams, and they all remembered, and they, and they went to get hypnotized, and they all have pretty much remembered the same thing about being inside this craft with these beings, you know. So, you're, I mean, imagine, I don't think anybody could, you can't, you you just can't appreciate how incredibly strange that would be. If that was to happen to you, if you were to, I mean, I, in fact, I, you know, you have to really sit down and think about it. I mean, you, 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 people say, oh yeah, abducted, abducted by aliens. Yeah. He said he was abducted, but think about what that really would be like when you try to imagine what that would really be like. You can't, it's, it's really hard to, but you should, because you should be prepared in case it ever happens to you. Cause you just never know. Um, and that's why I think it's imperative. I think it's imperative that, uh, you know that this that the world knows everyone knows everyone is is given this information so they're not just caught off guard with their pants down and like oh i didn't know this was real you know you you don't want to be one of these you know you don't want to be yeah i think it's nonsense and then all of a sudden something happens and you're like completely shocked ready to have a heart attack because you know I mean, I, you know, the the extent of the incident that I had when I was a kid with the thing in the room, that was bad enough. All I saw was the shadow. I've talked about this in just the recent uh, video, and I'll leave that link for that video that, uh, down there was, I, uh, about that incident. I've talked about it in other uh, podcasts and videos before that, but I will link to, leave the link for that uh, podcast uh, video in the description. But, you know... You know that was scary enough. I mean, I, 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 as far as I know, I didn't see the face of this thing. <laughs> if I did, I don't remember. You know, that memory might have been removed, um, and that's possible because you know. But there was something there, and let me tell you. I mean, the the the, the heightened level of of adrenaline charge going through your body when something un. Uh, otherworldly is in your presence is is you, you you can't imagine the fear the fear is just incredible now of course at the time when i was a kid i thought it was a demon or a devil the satan i thought it, i didn't know you know i didn't know that the aliens could come here i didn't know anything about that i didn't think that any of that was real it took me years over 10 years before i put two and two together it wasn't wasn't that that happened in the late 70s it took some uh, uh till late 1980s where i realized what had happened and what most likely that was you know and actually what it was it had to be i mean because there's no way i don't think it was a demon or a devil i think it was an alien whatever this thing was it had three fingers on its hand and that was it and uh it was incredibly scary but yeah you're better you're you know 
you know, again, I was completely unprepared when I was a kid. I had no idea that it was possible. Again, I thought it was a demon. I thought it was Satan. I didn't know what. I mean, that's that was the extent of my imagination. I didn't realize that it, that that you know people get abducted by aliens or and aliens come and do things and who knows what. Uh, now, had had I been had I been had I known that at the time, you know, maybe I would have looked at it a little, the situation a little bit differently. I probably would have just been just as scared. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean. I would have definitely been just as scared, but at least I would have been somewhat more mentally prepared. But yeah, I think it's something that, uh, that's why it's important for everyone to know. It's real. Extraterrestrials are visiting this planet. They're, they're a presence on this planet. They've been a presence on this planet for who knows how long, at, at, since at least the 40s, right? Uh, most certainly longer than that but they're they're here and whatever they're up to we don't know but more people need to be aware of this and that's why we need full disclosure we, we you know we it, this this piecemeal stuff i mean come on Let, let's let's move on with it. if anybody has information like lou elizondo has uh, he's holding back for a book that's not right tell us right now what, what what do you know let everyone know what do you know 